this is like a this is like a blast in the past for me. Um, me and this girl have probably known each other for going more than you know, probably around twenty odd years. Um, today I'm joined by ex Scottish internationalist cricketer, ex Isco Bride legend. I'm joined by uh, Barry Maxwell. Welcome to the show, Barry. Welcome. Thanks for having me, mate. Um, I just want to say congratulations to you for your recent events as well, for your marriage and your, your little girl. She's beautiful. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's very, very kind of you. Very kind of you indeed. Trust me, the five-month-old is keeping me busy. You know, I'm, uh, this, is like my, this is like my switch-off time. I've done my shift today, so um, I'll, be, I'll be back on duty straight after. But no, thank you very much for your well wishes. I appreciate that. So what I want to do, Barry, is I want to... I want to give the listeners a wee bit of an insight um, into your career, your life, um, which is a very, very interesting life. I mean, um, I know you through cricket, and we'll touch on that, but so many other things you've had, such a journey in your life. So you were born in uh, sunny air in Scotland, all the way back in 1981. Um, So what was was, was that like? You weren't there for too long. You you moved when you were seven because your dad got work. But what was the first kind of, do you have any memory of growing up in air? Yeah, well, it's a funny one. We were actually brought up in a, a two-birth caravan, residential caravan. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome times, awesome memories, yeah. yeah. But So moving to East Kilbride was a big sort of change because we were in a three-bed house, so we thought it was like a mansion compared to the, the caravan. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, who's, what's your family makeup? How many people was that in the, in the, in the caravan? Uh, older sister, younger brother, mum and dad. And a cat. <laughs> oh, aye, so fairly, uh, fairly. So no wonder when the three bed came, that was you know, wonder it felt like a mansion because there was a fair amount, fair amount of years there. No, that's, Absolutely, that's, yeah. that, that's cool. So, what did your dad move to East Kilbride to do his work? He was a catering manager, and his job just took him to to East Kilbride, and instead of travelling every day, that was it. We just up to up sticks and left, as they say. Yeah. Oh well, it was a good move. It was a good move because I mean, you've uh, are you still are you still based in East Kilbride? I'm not, I'm in Portsmouth now, mate. Oh, right, down south, okay, I Yeah, that. yeah, I, I stayed in okay, Portsmouth so. after. Yeah, okay, my time cool, in the cool. Navy, basically. <laughs> okay, sure, I thought you were still still around these neck of the woods. So, childhood, you know, when you moved to East Kilbride, let's start from there. You know, go early, what's your early memories of going to school? And, you know, did you, were, you, were you always interested in sports, for instance? I was, yeah, I was always quite a sporty person, whereas like my brother and my sister, they had sort of no, no hand-eye coordination, so I was a sort of odd one out in the family. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, so I played a lot of sports. I loved my PE classes and stuff in school, so, yeah, and that's where... So what kind of sports, what, kind of, what, what did you take a liking to in your, in your early days? Early days, I was football mad. Um, I did a bit of karate as well, got to my black belt okay. in karate, so... Yeah, that was all. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's excellent. All right, so you're a yeah. bit of a legal weapon as well. Um, so tell me now then, how I obviously know you is, how did, the, how did the cricket, how did this girl born and bred in air <laughs> move to East Kilbride? Fam, uh, siblings didn't play any sport whatsoever. How did you end up being a, getting into cricket? Basically, um, East Kilbride Cricket Club, um, it's obviously my local club, and there was a, a coach from the district that came round the clubs, um, the schools, sorry, and mm-hmm. they took the professional from East Kilbride, they took round with them round all the schools and basically just did an hour each week of like cricket class. So who, was the, who, was, who was the pro at East Kilbride at that point? It was Asif Mujtaba. Oh, wow. I remember, oh, I remember that player. well. 
I yeah. remember that well. Listen, he once hit a six off the last ball of the game to win a win an ODI for Pakistan, left arm yep. spinner, proper proper player. So yeah. you know what? You probably wouldn't have known who the hell he was. I would imagine. Not at that time, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so so what? How did that? So they came round obviously to spread the word of cricket to the schools to try and grow the game. Yeah. Uh, so how did you? How did you? You just how did you take a liking to cricket? Basically, um. For me, in the first place, it was sort of an extra hour out of class every, every week, so it was a bit of a cheats mode. I couldn't be bothered sitting in the class, to be honest. Um, so we all got the chance to either have an extra PE class or try something different. And me being me, I thought I'll try something different. Yeah, <laughs> and it yeah. just, from the minute I picked up a ball, that was it. The rest history, sort of thing. So, yeah. so, 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 you, so I mean, what would, I would imagine it would have been like quick cricket stuff you were doing, just hit the ball... You know, catching the balls, throwing it in. A bit like what they what they always try and wind it up in school in Scotland when they say that ah, you play rounders. And we know the game is a lot more advanced than rounders. But back then, it probably would have been a bit like that. Just kind of whack the ball, enjoy it. Um, whack the ball and run sort of thing, yeah. Whack the ball and run. Not so many <laughs> other skills involved. So did, did they then see something? Did they then obviously must have, must have seen something in you that they, they encouraged you to come along to the cricket club? Yeah, they did. They, they actually... Um, they put us into two groups, and uh, I was in the group on the right, and the group on the left. We we got picked first. The group on the right, who was getting selected for the for yeah, the competition, yeah. yeah. And uh, they picked, must have picked five or six out of my group, and I didn't get picked. So maybe oh, me, yeah. I sort of, I was gutted. I was gutted. So right. I was like, I'm not letting this happen. So I sneaked yeah. into the left group. <laughs> yeah. Nudged my way forward into the start, the, the uh, front of the group, and uh, uh -huh. David. David Duncan, the coach, he just sort of, as I stood there, I was like getting, trying to get his attention. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Basically, he just sort of pointed at me and went, "Yep, I knew," and that was that was it. So when you say Duncan, when you say when you say Duncan, I yep. know the guy. Is it? No, that's Dicky. He's because I played at East Coast. That's Mister. So who? I'm trying to. Work, Alan, who, would he be somebody? Would Mister Duncan be somebody I know? Was he involved with the involved East Coast? He was involved with the district. Right, okay. West District, yeah. Okay. Him so, and Mr. Mike Stanger. Oh well, I know him. I know him. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Mr. The famous Mike Stanger. Um, yeah. I had a lot. I had a lot of dealings with him. So, so Barry, you got invited to go along East Kilbride Cricket Club. Asif Mustafa is obviously the pro at this point. So, yeah. how old were you when you walked in East Kilbride Cricket Club? Nine. Nine years old. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, Monday nights training. Friday nights, going down for a game. I'd, I'd imagine some quick cricket tournaments on the weekend, maybe on a Sunday yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah. were you were you doing all of that then? You know, what were your early memories of just what 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 were you doing? Absolutely, we were doing that. Um, nearly every week, we had some sort of junior tournament. We used to go to the Sports Scotland tournaments up in Perth. Travel yeah, all about yeah. Scotland, really. Yeah. I remember them. I remember yeah. them. Yeah, a lot of the time we were. We spent a lot of time at your old club as well, Clydesdale, didn't we? That's right, <laughs> so, that's right. Yeah. So that's going to take me nicely then into my me first memory of, of knowing you, Vary. So, you know, I was about, I mean, you're, you're three years older than me. So let's say you were, by this point, you were probably about 14. I would have been about 11. And there used to be a yearly festival, which was a hardball festival, you remember well, um, yep. at Clydesdale, where four teams would get invited. So you normally used to have West of Scotland, Clydesdale, East Kilbride, um, maybe joined with a, I think maybe joined with a Weirs or something like that. Weirs and Fergusley or something Weirs, like that, yeah. Weirs and Fergusley to get the numbers up. And maybe a Kelburn. Mm. Kelburn had a really good young, junior setup. So yeah. I was just kind of making my way in at that point. I was, 
you know, very, very young, but, you know, because I, I took a love to the game like you, I was playing the, as you probably did, the advanced stages well before your time. But there was this yeah. girl, there was this girl playing, you know, a red-headed girl playing, the only girl at the tournament. And you were just kind of dominating that, you know, you were East, you were East Kilbride and Weir's best player. And, you know, you were, you were scoring, scoring the 50s, you were having... You know, you're the main, you're the main, and I couldn't get my, I'll be honest, no discrimination now, because at the end of the day, women's cricket is so successful and so many women, women's sportsmen, but at 11 years old, I never really understood this year. I maybe was still at that stage where you're a girl, you can't do that, <laughs> um, which I'm sure you faced a lot of. But tell me, I mean, what, you know, where did the, where did the confidence, you must have been always been up against it, playing against boys. To be fair, I think that's where the confidence came from. Do you know what I mean? You probably... Yeah. Probably the lads that had that sort of attitude made me more determined, sort of thing. So I think that's maybe what just boosted my confidence. Like now you you're not going to stop me, sort of thing. So I just kept going for it. So that's probably I, about it. Yeah, you always had a bit about you. So you tell me you had a tell me about some of the run-ins you might have had in, in those days with some of the some of the boys. Oh, wow. Oh, I had I had the likes of Gareth Urquhart to, yeah. to to deal with. Do you know what I mean? And I was I was his captain for. About seven years in total, and yeah. I, I tell you, I could have choked him on many occasions. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. I, I kept my cool. Um, normally, I used to get slated all the time. I'd get slated by the opposition. I'd get slated by my own team. Do you know what I mean? But mm. as I said, that just sort of made me more determined. But I think the proof was in the playing. Do you know what I mean? So if anyone yeah, wanted no. to, if anyone wanted to sort of argue against it, then. That's all right. Wait till I bowl at you. Wait till I'm wait till I'm facing you bowling. Do you know what I mean? And then we can argue out then. So I think and it sort of. I think I got a bit of respect for doing that. Do you know what I mean? And just keep my mouth shut and just getting on with it. And yeah, because I I've got a bit of a mouth when I want to have. But I thought there's no point in that. Just play it out and see what they say after. So yeah. Do the talking with your back. Do the yeah, talking. Exactly. With the ball. Exactly. That 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 will shut a few people up. <laughs> it did shut a few people up, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it and that's not only the juniors. <laughs> I seen it. I seen it firsthand. I mean, I can vouch. You know, it was. You know, we we are friends on Facebook, and you know, we had a we had a chat a few weeks ago. You obviously would let me know that, that you've been enjoying the episodes, which is awesome. Um, yeah. and you know, that's all those years ago. I can I can really say that you were the first girl in my life that I seen play cricket very, very successfully and dominate against the boys. So that leads us into, we obviously were a talent. You obviously could hold your own. Um, tell me about, I mean, early days, you know, talk to me about kind of around 1994, I believe you had some district trials. I uh, did, yeah. Um, basically, it was in November, during the winter, we were at, um, I think it was over west of Scotland way. And we had the uh, indoor trials, and there was another boy, John Mostyn. Don't know if you remember John, but John McCrossin. No, John Mostyn from East Kilbride. Okay, okay. But, uh, the two of us, we were the only ones selected from our cricket club to go for the trials. Okay. And basically, what happened was at the end of the trials, you get a little sort of debriefing type thing, and mm -hmm. uh, John was told, "You're not good enough, but we'd like to come uh, to come back next year, try mm -hmm. again next year." Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, a bit gutted for John. Then they came to me and said, you are good enough, but because you're a girl, <laughs> you're not, you're, you're not going to get selected. So I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. So I remember big Brian Campman, uh, he was there with us and we were going to be back in the car and he's like, 
just tell me exactly what was said. So I yeah. talked him through it and he's like, nah, I'm not having that. So obviously mm-hmm. he got home, had to think about it. And just a funny old thing was we happened to have a journalist in the cricket club. <laughs> and right, okay. worked for East Coast News and basically he did an article in East Coast News which went sort of viral in the day. Mm-hmm. And it ended up all over the international papers, all over the national papers, and it was Whoa. just hectic, hectic one. Yeah. Big Brian, big Brian loves a star. He had the right guy <laughs> in the corner there. He loves a star. Um, so, so you from so you went from being, you know, we vary from East Coast Bride to the news. You know, everyone's probably, and you probably inspired quite a lot of other other girls at that point because there wasn't many girls playing cricket when you first started. I mean, was it was there? When's the, how many girls did you know that were playing at your time? I was thinking about this this morning and I don't think I played in one junior game in my time against any other girl. Wow. But I, I'm pretty sure of it actually, pretty sure. Whereas, whereas now there's obviously, there's leagues and there's, I mean, it's quite sad actually because you were such a, such a talent and you know, it was unfortunate that you didn't have, you know, all those other, all those girls to, 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 to compete and play against. But what, Continue on with that. Continue on with that story. Was, was it was it anything that was over? So it wasn't overturned, or did you get the chance to play districts for, with the boys? I got an apology letter okay. from the district, um, and basically, I got a couple of sort of trial matches. But I think it was just to to say that that set of sort of been there and done it, and it never went any further after that. So, yeah, yeah. I never got to really sort of show what I could do, sort of thing. Okay, well, you certainly still got to show what you could do further down the line. Um, when did when did the when did the the, the the Scotland ladies team really start to when did you when did you get did somebody reapproach you again? What age would you have been when that opportunity came to you? I was nineteen. It was okay. in two thousand, and uh, I'm going to. <laughs> I'll be honest here. I didn't really want to. I didn't really want to join. Because okay. I wasn't used to playing in the girls' team, I wasn't used to playing against them, and it was all sort of alien to me. Yeah, and I'm not being big-headed by any stretch of the imagination. It's not me, but um, I didn't want to take a step back. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. The Scotland setup did have a few really good players, but with us playing in the West and them playing in the East, there was a lot more sort of girls. There was more, I don't, I don't know, there was more girls' teams, I guess, in the East. Okay. Um, so there were quite a few good players. Who are we talking? Could you name, would you be able to name any of the players that you, the first well, ones you came across? Carrie Anderson. Yeah. Uh, she was a, she was a Scotland captain my time there. Um, Fiona Arthur. Yeah. Um, with, Carrie, with Carrie Anderson, I think she maybe is Carrie Carswell now. Yes, Carrie Carswell now, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. that's cool, Fiona. Yeah. I've actually, I've actually got the three of them coming. You know, it might might be out before this, but I, I'm going to be speaking to them. But who, who else? So Fiona, Carrie, who else? Fiona, Carrie, Fiona Campbell. Um, oh, there's loads of them. Too many to mention. Jennifer Moody at the time, but she's McGregor now. Uh, mm-hmm. Just some, there's just some awesome. There was some awesome talent throughout yeah. the years. You know what I mean? It was just, yeah, it was brilliant. But we got Carrie and I were sort of known as the Carrie and Barry show, so that was like, okay. yeah. Anywhere we went, it was like, oh no, the two of them. <laughs> yeah, it was, okay, yeah, okay, it was fun, yeah. So, but that must have been quite nice when you formed that relationship. That while there is some another girl out there that's got that got 
got talent like you know I've got because prior to that you would have, you, I can see what you were thinking you were probably thinking I don't want to play with the girls it's going to be rubbish I prefer playing with the boys more of a challenge yeah yeah absolutely yeah but I tell you what with people like Carrie and Fiona and things like that like we stay in touch now do you know what I mean we don't see each other but um, well they're, they're at the other side of the world yeah, the, other, the other side of the world yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, but yeah we formed some great bonds back in the day do you know what I mean with some really good laughs so yeah, and, we, and because we formed as a team, we played well as a team, do you know what I mean? And we, yeah. we played well together and we knew each other and each other's games. So, yeah, it was it was a different sort of world to the one that I was expecting it to be when I, when I first joined. But, yeah. So would I be right in saying that, you know, being a, you were enjoying it even more then at that point? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Without because a doubt. I mean, it was, we just got used to it. And we, because we formed the friendships as well as the playing relationships, do you know what I mean? It, was, it made it all that much better, do you know what I mean? Because I think the boys would have constantly been a nightmare because you were better than half of them. So they constantly <laughs> probably wouldn't they constantly probably wouldn't have liked you because it was like, oh the jealousy factor that she's better than us, you know. So at least with the girls, they probably loved you for, for who you were and enjoying that you were a great player. Yeah, yeah, I would say so, yeah. Because it was you always have that sort of two or three in a team that are that little bit better, do you know what I mean? But yeah. We stayed with with the Scotland setup, we trained so much together that we just got better as a as a team and as a squad. So, and I think with that as individuals, you get you get better, don't you? So I think, yeah, with our setup, it just we all bonded that way. So I didn't miss playing with the blokes at that time. <laughs> yeah, no, I can imagine. No, it sounds like more fun already. I mean, who wants to be in a, in a smelly changing room with a bunch of smelly, you know, the, the, the boys, you know? Yeah, I would imagine this was a, a a lot a lot nicer for you. And that's not me discriminating against women or guys. But at the end of the day, there isn't mixed sports teams. There is in some sports, tennis, etc., but cricket has never been done. So, you know, it, it's probably suited you better. It was the right time for you in your, in your career to make yeah. that plunge. And I'm really happy that it was in place because now the Scottish women's team and everything is, is, is a proper structure in place. Now, women's cricket, there's World Cups, there's, there's all sorts. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about some of your career highs. One in particular, you once bowled a spell against Durham. I mean, bloody hell. One for eight off ten overs. I can't imagine they touched the ball very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was yeah, it was a, a good little spell. Yeah, they were going to take me off after four overs and then bring me back on later on. And then I just sort of kept the run rate down, and they said, "No, just just stay in there just now." And I just where was the game? Oh, where was the game that played? It was in Florida, the area of Florida and Durham. Okay. Yeah, um, that was a lovely day, but the figures just made it all that much better. Do you know oh, what I mean? So. It sounds yeah. like you've just they, they couldn't you've probably beaten the outside edge and stuff quite a lot because you probably deserved a few more wickets for your spell That's, like that. Yeah. yeah, they weren't hitting anything, do you know what I mean? It was just it was so frustrating. Tell me, what did you bowl? Good. You bowled you bowled you bowled nice was it medium pace, right? Medium up? pace, yeah, a bit of swing, yeah, yeah. Very good, very good. Now you went on, you travelled to Holland, I believe, um, yeah. for the for the championships. Is this when you had um, you had the, the opportunity to play against, you know, a big test playing nation? You played against Pakistan? Did indeed, yeah, yeah. Now, just to, I'll, I'll blow your own trumpet for you in this one. So, Vary delivered a, a spell against Pakistan where she took four for 38. I mean, for a girl coming from Scotland, you know, playing against a country that is grown up playing cricket, you know, they, these girls, most of those girls have been playing it since they were toddlers, probably. How did that feel for you? I mean, t what, what, tell me, t just take me back to the feeling that you had that day. On the day itself, you, you were sort of buzzing anyway, getting to play against Pakistan, do you know what I mean? So it was, yep. so 
the feeling of me, I, I can't remember on the day what I felt like. It wasn't until like the day or so after when you had that time to sort of reflect on it and think about it and go, oh, wow, I just did that. And I yeah. got to take the match ball home as well, which I've still got. So. Whoa, whoa, I like it, I like it, I like uh, it. Can you send me a picture of that after it? I'll yeah, put definitely. That, you know what, when I post this, I've got an idea, when I post this, I'll post the picture you send me of the ball that you took for for 38 against Pakistan. That'll be, that'll be cool, that'll be cool. Absolutely. Um, for Tom, I mean, what were your wickets like? How did you get them? Uh, I got, there was two catches, an LBW and a bold. Nice. I remember oh, yeah, but, 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 can you remember, how good you remember? Can you remember who took any of the catches off your bowling? No, I'd have to look no, it up. Right. Look, I'm, I'm being a bit, I'm being a bit, if you ask me to remember who caught catches off me all those years ago, I wouldn't remember. So sorry, I put you on the spot there. That's so listen, right. you, you know, that was, that, you know, that's, 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 that's really, how did the rest of the tournament go? What was your, what, what do you, what's your other memories of how you done? How did the girls do in general at that tournament? Pretty bad, pretty awful. Okay. Um, but it was a great experience again. You know, I mean, the only game we won was, uh, who did we play? I'm trying to think now. My head's all puggled now. I can't remember. We only won one game in the tournament and the rest was just an absolute watch out. But it was the experience more than anything that we needed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it made us, yeah. Again, that was another sort of big thing that brought us more together. Do you know what I mean? And realising where our faults, where our faults lay and where our good points were. And yeah. Who was coaching you back then? Who was, who was the coach? Uh, Julia Price. Oh, I believe she, I think she's with the. Is she in America now? Maybe as a as a coach. I think or she might be here. Yeah, yeah. Have you, I've actually been put in touch, been put in touch with her to maybe try and get something recorded. Tell me about her. What what kind of influence did she have on you? She no, she was awesome, an awesome coach, awesome communicator. Do you know what I mean? No, you knew exactly what she wanted you to do, and you just and she would encourage you to to be that sort of player. Do you know what I mean? And there was one thing with me, I wasn't. I wasn't like the fastest runner, for instance. I wasn't. Yeah. I was quick enough, but I wasn't the fastest. But mm -hmm. I always had that determination. Like when you're running, your bat across the line. I would dive or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Because I just wanted to. I just wanted it so much. But she would notice things like that in players. Do you know what I mean? And she, you didn't have to be the best, but you had to just do your best. Do you know what I mean? So that's what sort of made. She was, she was just a brilliant coach because of that. So, yeah. So really, really perfect then for the for that time for you girls was a. The perfect person to have in your have kind of in your corner and guiding you from the experiences that you were but obviously the girls were all learning from because you hadn't had that you hadn't really had that kind of exposure. Um, you came back from there, Barry. Now is that you know what did things talk to me? How you you didn't play much more for Scotland after that? I don't think. No, I didn't. No, um, I had a few sort of underlying injuries, knee injuries, and. Um, okay. Basically, my, my work sort of took over at the time. I was working in a production factory and it just, one thing led to another. I got a couple of promotions and it just sort of took over my life. Basically, I was doing 16-hour shifts, five days a week and stuff like that. So, to be honest, I didn't have a lot of time for cricket. And I know that at the, now if I had to look back and go back there, I would have taken more time out of work and stuck with the cricket side of things. But, I know, but that's, that's, that's easier said than done, Barry. I mean, yeah. I came through in the Scottish, the Scottish men's system and there was... You know, you got funded maybe to go away in the tours and stuff like that and got a bit of support, but you weren't getting a you weren't getting a salary and being able to really fund yourself. So, you know, we all got to pay the bills. You were obviously a young 
young woman at that point. So yeah. you know, yeah. you're not going to keep. You've got to stand your own two feet. So I can understand why that transition kind of period was, and the opportunities, let's be honest, probably weren't what they are nowhere near what they probably are now. And the women's game with there's more more opportunity, but yeah. at the same time. You know the why I was keen to get you on. We're going to go on and talk about your your next stage of your life and your your career. But why I was keen to get you on is because I see you as one of the you know true originals. And I want I want the Scottish I want all the girls and all the Scottish women and you know women around the world in general to to hear the story of somebody that was very much involved with starting Scottish cricket. I mean, you mentioned Carrie there. She's obviously gone on to to be a bit of a legend. She's now in New Zealand <laughs> coaching, and you know, she's about to, she, she tells me she's about to take the New Zealand under nineteen team. To the to the World Cup, so look, I mean, it's amazing to see the heights. Um, you know, I know something that can be a bit sad as well because that could have been you as well. But everybody's life, everybody's life goes in, in every in, in every directions. And in, in, in 1997, you took the big plunge, and off you went into the the British Army. Tell me, tell me how that came about. It was just something I always sort of wanted to do, serve the country, and um. Because I had a bit of ambition with the sport and stuff like that as well, I knew that I would probably get to play a bit of sport being in the forces. Yeah. Um, but that was sort of short-lived in the army because, again, I ended up with a knee injury. So I got discharged, medical discharge and ba uh, basic training, basically. So that was short-lived. How, how did it happen? What happened? How did it come? I was already you were struggling with it, but they just but they just got doing the extent doing the. It was okay. extensive training, yeah, extensive training basically, and it just many just gave in. So yeah. So how long were you actually at? How long were you with the army in training at that point? In total, about seven months from start to finish. So very short career. How 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 was that? I mean, how tough was that? It was tough at the, at the time. It was tough, and I remember uh, going back to live with my mum and dad and. Uh, Hating, it, hating every minute of it, didn't yeah. want to go outside, didn't want to go and get a job, didn't, I just didn't want to do the basic things, it was like, but um, yeah, eventually got back on my feet, got back to, back to work. Do you, think, yeah. do, you think that, do you think that comes from the fact that you played sport at an elite level, then you went into the army, I mean these are proper prestige things you're getting to do, not everybody does that, and then to do a normal job, it's hard for sports people and people in the army and stuff. Do you, th do you think that's? Do you think that's got a lot to do with it? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, to go and do, it, I'm not the kind of person that could go and sit in an office or something like that. I've got to be up and about on my feet, doing like being sort of interacting and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, I found that pretty tough. Do you know what I mean? Just going into a normal everyday job. So yeah, later on, I decided to. Take the plunge again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, we'll, we'll fast forward a few. So basically, for the next eight nine years, you were just trying. You were. You were. Sounds like that was a bit of a, just a bit of a starting a wee slope in your life where you were probably one just trying different things out, and it wasn't really wasn't really taking your fancy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it was just boring for me. Do you know what I mean? There's no, there was no sort of motivation. It was just. And as I say, I got promotion a couple of times and then I got to the level that I was going to get to and I knew I wasn't getting any further in the job. So for me, that's just boring. Every day was just the same sort of thing. So mm -hmm. yeah, then I decided to get myself fit again, get my knee back to, well, full fitness as I thought and join the Navy. How did you do that? What was it? Was it kind of, did you go through like physio or did you just do your own? Your own? I did, a, I did mostly more training. Yeah, did okay. more training because coming from playing a lot of sport anyway, I sort of, was in control of, I knew what to do, I knew my limits sort of thing. And I just basically took a, about a year and a half, two years and just got myself fit and knowing that 
when was the right time to to take the plunge again, and that's what that's exactly what I did in two thousand and six. Yeah, two thousand and six, um, you decided to apply for the Royal Navy, um, and they they obviously accepted you in. What was it like going? I mean, I've heard stories. I mean, the Royal Navy's tough. I mean, you probably put through some serious serious test testing early doors, physical in particular. You know, talk to me about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We had several fitness tests. Um, before you go in, mm-hmm. medicals, all the all the usual stuff, um, for obviously physical job like what it is, you've got mm-hmm. to be on and off ship, up and down ladders, or in and out hatches, all the rest of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot of physical fitness involved in it, um, and again, a lot of sport involved, which is a good thing as well. <laughs> yeah, no, so, no, so I mean, it sounds like it, but it got your blood, got it, got your got your juices flowing again. You know, you sound like that kind of person. You need a challenge. Absolutely. So, you you know you got your body back in good good working order and you were ready so good start to your great start to your navy career I mean you you, you know Brad you, you sent me some information over you got to travel to around twenty five different countries in your time tell me some of the places you went to oh well I did a few trips of the Mediterranean and mm-hmm. um, Gibraltar being one of the favourites one of the ship's favourites really I think as well a lot of places for a lot of good nightlife and a lot of places for drinking. Um, yep. And obviously sailors, <laughs> sailors with a drink. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. So you were on the ship. You were going everywhere on the ship then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Went to um, did a tour of the states as well. Okay. Uh, Norfolk, Virginia, um, New York. Spent yeah. a good six days in New York, duty free. Cool. So that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Then I did a couple of tours of the the Falkland Islands as well. So. That was, yeah, tell me about tell me about that. What was what was that experience like? Um, interesting, but it was probably the best time of my life. Some absolutely awesome people. I was on a um, fishery protection ship down there, okay. and uh, just a small ship. So I'd gone from like, an aircraft carrier with nine hundred and fifty people on it to a small ship with thirty eight people on it. So it was a massive okay. difference. So it was yeah, uh, basically like a little family. Do you know what I mean? And all the fault went down. Those they they basically take you on as their family. Do you know what I mean? Every, every crew okay. that goes down there, they just sort of adopt them as their family. So it's, you're really well looked after, do you know what I mean? And it's, that was a lovely place. Probably the closest place to Scotland being so far away. It just looks like Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what would you do there on a day-to-day basis? Oh, well, I did, um, I was a communicator. So I did all the um, important signals that came in, took all the signals to the captain. Um, I also did a bit of aircraft handling as well when any helicopters come on. Did a lot of firefighting and I did a lot of shooting my <laughs> shooting my SA80 as well. So yeah, it was a bit a bit of everything, jack of all trades. You know what I mean? <laughs> Master of It months. sounds like an absolute Barney at the same time. I mean, being yeah. away with like it's almost like sounds like being away with being away with the girls on the cricket tours. Now yeah. you were away with there must have been a lot of antics that went on in the army. I'd imagine. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, but. What stays, what goes on there stays there sort of thing. I, you know? I, know, I know the code, I know the code. I, I, I won't even try and fraud there, you know. And we, 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 us cricketers know that know the saying, what happens on tour stays on tour. So yeah. I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't fraud too much. But basically, you know, from, from listening to you there, just sounds like you were having a fantastic time. Um, you know, you were probably being put through stuff that challenged you a bit more. Um, when you were going to all these different countries, what kind of stuff were you doing? What were you going, what were you going to do in these countries? When we weren't working, or what Wait, so we were like, actually no. in, in, in yeah, operations. So yes. Um, 
well, in the Falklands, the the Argentinians were actually wanting to claim back the Falklands again in the time that I was there. So oh, basically, really? what our operation was basically to keep them keep them away. So some of the time it could get quite scary. So we had every other day we had sort of um, like in a war zone situation type thing. So we worked alongside the RAF, which would come okay. in and we would do like um, drills. They would come in with the fighter jets and we would be firing blanks, obviously, at the jets yeah. and making it as in we were getting attacked. So yeah. that kept you that kept you on your toes as well. Do you know what I mean? That was sort of. So how close were you in there? I mean, so when you say that, how close did you, how close did you come? Was it like standoffs most of the time? Like it could something could yeah, it happen. Yeah, could happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so how how close would they have been? How close, I mean, could you see each other from a distance? They would have been pretty close. We wouldn't have seen them from well. We wouldn't have seen them, but the ship yeah. would have known where they where they were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was so, crap myself. <laughs> 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 yeah. Some of the time, yeah, it got. Got a little bit close for comfort, but yeah. So it, would you get a warning? Would it maybe be like, oh, you know, they get, you know, we've got people close by, you know, we've got company kind of close by. Keep, keep, keep vigilant. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, all the time. Do you know what I mean? You're always, you were always watching. You were always on your toes for anything happening. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. But you, we didn't right. know what was underneath us either because there was submarines and all that. We didn't know who was there. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, but. Good fun. <laughs> kept you excited there, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> kept you, kept you, I mean, each to their own. I, I've never been, a, 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 it's never been something that is, uh, I was quite happy in a cricket field. You know, the, the scariest thing I would do is face a guy bowling really, really fast at me. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was enough. But the army and just the thought of, uh, you know, you're a lot braver than me. Uh, uh, you know, I, I couldn't, I don't fancy it. But no, look, it sounds like it was an amazing experience at the same time. Um, and you, around 2008, you obviously, you were talking about the sport factor. Um, tell me about you got to play in the, for the Royal Navy in the Inter Services Tournament. Yeah, talk to me about that. That, that, that got, got, all these years later, you got to got to put on a, get get involved in cricket again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the the coach was actually asking my PT staff um, in my establishment. He was he kept asking, "Can you get a hold of her? Can you get a hold of her?" And I. I wasn't that interested again because I've been out it for so long. So I was like, yeah. yeah, I'll get in touch with him at some point. And it took me months. Then I thought, I'll get in touch. I'll do it and I'll go for the weekend training. And I picked up a bat for the first time in years. And he had the bone machine out, set it up. He said, I just, I just want to give you half an hour in the next just to see what sort of standard do that. And I remember hitting like two or three balls, just absolutely drilling them. And he said to me, How, when was the last time you played? And I said, six years ago or something it was and he said if I could hit a ball like that after six years <laughs> I'm not playing and I was like that might be a good thing then do you know what I mean he said I'm yeah. not being funny but you, you he said I'm not letting you go again do you know what I mean you're staying, yeah, yeah. You're staying with us but yeah, yeah that, was, that was a bit of a compliment so yeah that just that was it from there that was me again sort of the rest is history again do you know what I mean so tell just, me about the tournament how did that work how did that tournament work basically you play against you play against the RAF, you play against the Army, they play against each other, the winners obviously get to the final and then, yeah, so we'd, we played against the RAF, we beat them, played against the Army, beat them, then the Army played the RAF, the Army beat the RAF and then we did the final playing the Army and we beat them, so, yeah, and it was the first time ever, so we, we won the Inter Services that year. First, What's that? First, first time in history? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And and I was, talk to me about your performance. Talk to me about your performance. What did you do? Any standout performances? Not in standing out, no. But all round, probably just 
pretty average all round. But mm-hmm. maybe that's just what brought into the game. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I stopped some. I stopped some runs. Or, yeah, on the field, I'd, I'd probably a blinder on the field. To be honest, my bat, my ball yes. and batting didn't really stand out, but my fielding was just spot on. Then back to no, point. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. <laughs> bouncing around. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, okay, so you maybe didn't blast any fifties and take five for us, but I'm sure you still held your held your own. You really picked for no and if your team went on to win, you must have been more than holding your own. Yeah, yeah. I was I was ecstatic when we won that because obviously with it being my first year as well, do you know what I mean? It was like yeah. I hope I'd made a difference to it sort of thing. But all the all the rest of the girls in the team or the women in the team, they'd all been playing for years for the Navy, so Mm-hmm. They hadn't experienced the win, so when, when I was there, I was like, yes, I've done something. So, yeah, it was a good experience. No, that's excellent. That's brilliant, brilliant to hear. Um, 2009, you went on to captain it? I did indeed, yes. <laughs> so tell me, tell me, tell me. So obviously, listen, you're playing yourself down here a wee bit, Barry. You obviously, you obviously made a big impression 2008 taking the trophy, so you must have been a big factor. You must have been quite influential in the changing room. And no, coming from an international background, you obviously had a good influence on them. So they gave you the armband the following year? Yeah, I'd like to think so, yeah. I've never really thought about it like that, but I would like to think that, yeah, probably brought some sort of something to the to the game to the game and to the team, do you know what I mean? Um, I think with my yeah, with my international background, I think that's probably what, what sort of made it, do you know what I mean? And the stories that I had to tell them and all the rest of it. Yeah. That's yeah, probably right. I hope I did all bring right. a bit of something to them, yeah. No, it sounds like you did. Sounds like listen, nobody nobody goes on to captain something a year later after winning the tournament if you if you hadn't. So I think um you 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 played you know that's something for you. So if you're ever telling a story down the line, you were a legendary captain that's a legend <laughs> after after a title win. Listen, sad sadly, you ruptured your ACL. Um but you know, in some ways, you know, that was the end of your end of your cricket career. But in some ways it's nice to hear that you had that just before the kind of cricketing days came to an end? Because, you know, before that, it was so many years since you'd played. You know, is that the way you, is that the way you feel about it? I mean, how, it must have been very sad for you. That ACL is such a, such a nasty injury. Yeah. Um, when I did it, I knew I'd done it. I knew that was it. Do you know what I mean? It was like everything just went in slow motion when I did it. And I thought, that's me. I'll never play again. And I just knew at the time. But... Uh, I think to go out on a high from the, the previous season, do you know what I mean? I, I, we got the title, we, I played, I probably, probably too old anyway to play again, do you know what I mean? So I thought at what the time... Age, what, what age, what, where, where, where are we at now, what age are you? I'm 39 now, um, so I would have been, what, 31, 30, okay. 30, 30, 30, yeah. Right, so I mean, it was, the, you, were, you, you, mean, you might have played for a couple more years or... You know, but at the same time, real life, it wasn't like you were playing as a pro, so you had other things that you were going to probably have to do. But did that also then see see the end of your, your Navy career as well then, because it's such a bad injury? Yeah, it did um, eventually. They kept me for another three and a half years Okay. after the injury, and I had a desk job. But the only reason they really kept me was because I had so many surgeries to go through and a lot of physio and things like that. So, yeah, and they gave me a desk job in the medical centre, so they knew where I was all the time and I was getting looked after as well with my physio and everything else. So, yeah, but in 2012, I got, I actually got made redundant due to, well, due to what had happened and I couldn't go back on ship again either. So, obviously, you've got to be 100% fit to get on the ships. Yeah, I mean, 
is there nothing in place? I mean, do you have to do a certain amount? Is, is, uh, you hear so many sad stories about people that come out of the army, obviously, Vary, and we're going to go up, we're going to talk about that. But I mean, you gave a long service. I mean, do, do is there is that quite common that people come out of the army and it's kind of like right, we, we, you know, there's not much use for you anymore. That's that's kind of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a lot of people. I know a lot of people um, that I still keep in touch with that have come out any of the services. Do you know what I mean? And they, yeah, it's it's a struggle. It's going to be a struggle. It's got to be a struggle for anything, any job. Any line of work, do you know what I mean? If you've been there for, especially when you like it as well. They say that yeah. if you like a job, then you'll never have to, have to do a day's work in your life, don't they? So yeah. for me, it wasn't work. It was it was all my, it was mates, do you know what I mean? It was, you were just with mates doing doing what you had to do. Mm -hmm. So it never no, felt absolutely. like work. Yeah. So you've come out, you know, you're by now you're coming on like around 35 years old then, I'd imagine, when you've been mm -hmm. released. Um, yeah. Back into... Back into the boring world, which you had a wee stage of early in your life before you went, you know, with the transition between the army and then the navy, which has never really been your your thing. Again, it, you know, is it safe to say that you, you struggled coming into kind of civilian life? Yeah, yeah, really. Um, at first, I thought oh, I'll be all right. I've got a load of experience. I'll get a job. I'll do this. So just crack on. Um, but unfortunately, it didn't end up that way. <laughs> um, basically. I didn't want to do anything. I just sort of, I wasn't me anymore. Do you know what I mean? I just went quiet with the world, didn't want to do anything. Um, and then I knew something was pretty much wrong, <laughs> seriously wrong. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got diagnosed with severe PTSD, depression, anxiety, and all that sort of stuff, which is very common as well. But people yeah. don't realize how common, yeah, yeah. And I, I struggled to deal with that. I struggled to accept that there was something wrong. That wouldn't happen to me, all that sort of bravo, bravado sort of thing. Yeah, bravado, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, then I had to accept that you've got issues, you know what I mean? And you've got, you've got to work on them. You you know, how are you feeling? What, 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 kind of, what kind of, I mean, you've obviously said, you sounds like you were kind of isolating yourself um, away from people and whatnot, which I've heard, you know, from people that have spoken out now. Thankfully now people speak, there's a lot more, understanding to people that are aware of it but I don't, I'd imagine around this time it was still very unknown yeah I'll just not not spoken about it as much I don't think yeah. but yeah. now as you say it is yeah but at the time I'll be honest I I didn't want to go from my bed to the kitchen let alone go yeah. outside okay. it was just what's the point mm -hmm. and it, it took a long long time it took took well my, my friend he was like sort of trying to encourage me every day, let's do something, let's go out somewhere. Or, and I couldn't even go to a shop without him by my side. It was that bad, do you know what I mean? It was just panic attacks, all that sort of stuff. And then... Um, was it just being around yeah. people, Barry? Was it just like you'd got so down, it was just hard to be around people? I didn't, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's, well, I didn't want anyone to be around me. Okay. And I didn't want them to see me being around them. So mm -hmm. it was all sort of... All sort of swings and roundabouts, you know what I mean? You couldn't, I couldn't do one thing because I didn't want someone to see me the way that I was, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to see them anyway. It was like, you know, just leave me alone, I'll be fine in my own time. But it unfortunately it doesn't work that way, do you know what I mean? You need people and you need help, do you know what I mean? If you need yeah. help, then you need to ask for it, sort of thing. Yeah, so how long did it? Who, who were you staying with at that point? I was actually with my husband, we were, we're separated now, so. Right, okay. Yeah, it was with my husband and it was 
keep it up with a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? If I was him, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have stuck it out. Do you know what I mean? Um. Oh yeah. I turned to. I turned to the bottle or anything that mm -hmm. I could just to isolate myself. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. I would. I would go. I would manage to get to the shop in the morning. Like this is before it all escalated. The you know what I mean? Yeah. So um. I'd managed to get to the shop in the morning, get a litre of vodka. Mm -hmm. By the time my husband had come home from work, that litre of vodka was gone, do you know what I mean? Okay, okay. And he wouldn't even, he wouldn't even know that I'd, I'd drank it. And it was like, what am I doing? Do you know what I mean? I think mm -hmm. you've, you've got to tell someone at some point, do you know what I mean? You've yeah. got issues. Mm -hmm. And basically, I, I phoned up my, um, who was my bridesmaid at my wedding, who's a mutual friend of mine and my ex-husband. And okay. I told her, I said, can you phone, phone him? at his work, get him home. I said, because I've got something I need to tell him. Mm -hmm. And she said, what is it? I said, I've got to clear the, clear the flat out of bottles. I was living in a one bed flat mm -hmm. and he came home and I managed, I managed to hide 17 empty liters of vodka. Oh wow, oh, wow. he didn't, he didn't know, he didn't know. No, nah. no, nah. didn't have a clue. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he cleared it all out and he just said, We'll, we'll go through this, you know what I mean? We'll get through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we did get through it, but together we didn't. Do you know what I mean? It was just too much and I had too much going on. And I think the, the worst thing for me was just admitting that there was something wrong. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So once that was done, it got a little bit easier for me. And because it got easier for me, it didn't get easier for him. So mm -hmm. we just couldn't, we just couldn't sort of be together anymore. But yeah. Yeah. Which is sad, but it's better for us both. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> for our mental health, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so when when it comes to help, you know what? You how long had you been in the been suffering like this before that you went? Did you accept it or something? You were diagnosed. How long are we talking? A long time. Um, I was actually, I was actually seeing um, a mental health nurse when I was in the navy. Right. So it was as if I'd sort of slipped through the net in a way. Do you know what I mean? Because. It, Probably shouldn't have let me go. Yeah. With the way that I was, um, but when it, that was two thousand and eleven, two thousand and twelve, I was seeing them, and uh, when I came out in two thousand and twelve, again I sort of I was a bit blasé to it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've had my treatment. I'm all right. I'll just move on. Mm -hmm. And it obviously didn't work that way. And that's when everything just started to go right downhill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but I just sort of went back and. I called up the mental health team and you get an assessment done over the phone and sort of stuff like that. They'll assess you. And then I got asked to go, go in and see someone. And I just went, I went through basically about six or seven sort of different, how, do you, how would you call it? Like courses, mm -hmm. mental health courses, um, mm -hmm. which made me feel a lot, lot better. But after each one, yeah. when you haven't got that, when you haven't got that Wednesday morning meeting, do you know what I mean? Or, mm -hmm that consultation, once that mm -hmm. went again, you sort of felt alone, do you know what I mean? Like you had nobody yeah. to talk to, yeah. So, touch wood, I'm, I'm a lot better now, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a lot better than what I was. Uh, but it's for anyone, do you know what I mean? For absolutely anyone that's going through it, you've, you've got to say, do you know what I mean? You've got to tell someone, then it's, mm -hmm. it's the best thing I ever did, do you know what I mean? Don't don't keep yourself isolated, Don't you've got to have people around you. And mm -hmm. even with me, it, I couldn't say anything, even although I've probably got, and I'll say this, I've probably got the best friends in the world and I've got a massive support network. 
Mm -hmm. Even at that, I, I found it difficult to say anything to anyone. So it was only like the closest people to me that knew something was actually wrong. So, but I'm glad now that I said something. Do you know what I mean? So how much? How long has it been since you um you 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 went? I mean, since you started, how long has it been? Like years wise or time since you've had the treatment to now? When, when did that start? My treatment finished in July last year. So coming up a year. Okay. Since my okay. last since my last session, but with all this nonsense that's going on in the world just now, I've yeah. got I have to go back and probably get another sort of assessment done and see where I'm at and and everything else. But have you found have you found Barry that this has been a tough time for you? You know, mm, at the start, no, and then in the sort of middle of it, it was sort of getting to me a little. But my sort of saving grace is I've got two dogs that just keep me keep me on the same side so okay okay and it, obviously they've got to be walked you know what I mean so that gets me out gets me the fresh air I've got them with me and I feel sort of safe and happy do you know what I mean so good, if I didn't good. have them on the other hand it would be a different story so yeah, yeah I can imagine, you know me and my, I was saying I've been saying to my wife quite often you know we've at least we're at home together we've got a five-month old that's keeping us very 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 busy as we mentioned at the start but yeah. I have thought a couple of times about just people that are totally alone. Um, because, I've, you know, you start, I started getting cabin fever. We were starting to get in each other's nerves a little bit because it's just the two of you at home and it starts to take its toll. But then every so often when I'm going to the shops and something, I can tell sometimes the people that are probably alone. And, and, yeah. you, and you, you, I always felt that, you know, you want to, I want to speak to them and I say, You're right. you know, and I try to be quite a friendly chap when I'm walking along the road, how you doing or whatever. But because everybody was had the fear, Mm -hmm. Everybody's been like totally staying clear of each other, so it's yeah, been really yeah. strange. It's only maybe in the last week or so you probably find the same thing down south. I know it's been a, a little bit ahead of us, but the people are starting to kind of slowly get back to normal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but anytime we've been leaving the uh, the house, it's like people don't. It's not that they don't want to walk close to you, and they will cross the road and avoid you, but they don't even want to say hi. Yeah, <laughs> and that, no, that's for what me, I mean. I'm it's like you. We're not going to catch it from over the road, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can say yeah, hi, yeah. you can wave, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel the same as you. I feel the same as you. It's like some people are really like, it's like, you know, 20 metres away from you. I mean, I don't think I can, <laughs> you're not going to be able to get, you're well out of distance. But again, I think it has been a scary time for people. People are freaked out because people are dying. It's yeah. like, you know, people are totally on edge. Yeah, definitely. I've seen people driving past in the car on their own with a mask on and I'm thinking, what are you going to catch in your car from yourself? Yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre. I think, I think this might, I think this might become a bit of a fashion, bit of a fashion thing now. To be honest, you know, all these companies now, there's companies making the stylish ones and this and that. You know, anything to try and make a few bob. It's, oh, exactly. uh, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy times. But look, where are you? Where are you now? Where are you? How, how are you? How are you feeling in yourself now? What are you doing with yourself these days? I'm a hundred times better than what I, what I was, to be honest. Um, before lockdown, I was using a lot of my time in the gym and swimming. <laughs> oh, brilliant. But I can't, can't do that just can't now. Can't do, do that right now. So you've yeah, got, so sort of, got the dogs to get out walking and yeah. yourself, yeah? Yeah, definitely. That's that's basically about it just now, do you know what I mean? Just get them out for as long as I can in the day. and just. But I've got a nice little garden as well, so we're doing sort of barbecues every other day, do you know what I mean? Good Letting for the you. Dogs out, so. Good for yeah, you. So, yeah, it's, just, it's all about keep being happy. I think your health is yeah. your wealth, isn't it? It's... It's nothing else to it, is it? I've so, found, found, found that you put life's been put in perspective during this time. The stuff that we take for, the simple things that you, you take for granted, they mean so much. 
you know, yeah. just uh, your dogs, for instance. I mean, you probably always liked your dog, but during this time, you'd have probably just thought, how lucky am I to have these two Absolutely. dogs, you know? Um, yeah. but they, they're, my, they're, my save, they're my saving grace. Look, you know, we're coming to coming towards the end. I, I want to just, I want to finish by saying a few things to you. I want to, I want to, first of all, um, just let the viewers know that I've known you for, like I said at the start, for many years, and you reached out to me to let me know that you were enjoying the episodes. And um, I'm going to say this because I think you're extremely brave. You obviously, you know, you've achieved some great things in your life, Harry. You've achieved some fantastic things in your life, stuff that you should be really, really proud of. You played cricket for your country. Not many people get to do that. You, Thank you. You, were in the, you, you went into the army, went into the navy. You know, these are these are amazing achievements. And, you know, you've, you, you've been through a lot of tough times in your life. And for you to come on here and, and speak your story and, and, and talk like you have with me, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of you. Very, very proud of you. And you should be very proud of yourself. I wish you nothing but the best. You've got a friend in me. If, you know, if you ever want to pick up, drop me a text or pick up the phone, I'm always there to have a chat with you. Um, Thank you, mate. I appreciate you, you know, it. I, I wish you nothing but the best in your future. Um, and listen... Well, you know, something, you, you just keep your head up, keep keep doing what you're doing. Don't forget if things get tough again to make sure you get help. And I think you're going to inspire so many people um, with this video. And I want to hope I can get this out to as many people as possible. And I hope you inspire loads of people to seek help. You know, we've got Tyson Fury out there. He's, he's a massive ambassador for people struggling with mental health. The heavyweight champion of the world. If he can suffer with something like this, you know, we, we, sure we, all, we can as well. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So all that bravado stuff that you probably bottled up for did you think, I need to get on with it. That old Scottish, dust yourself off, get on with it. Well, you know, it's good that people like yourself are coming out. And again, I'll say this, I'm really, really proud of you. And thank you for coming on my show. Um, I'll get this out really quite soon. And, you know, you're going to have something to, to share with all your friends, all your family. And I'm sure they're going to be really proud of you as well. Thanks so much, mate. Thank you. You're welcome. You take care of yourself. And you, and all the best for your, your, your career. <laughs> Thank you very much. Take Thanks, care, Harry. Harry.